0: Jeremy Swayman has been talking a big game lately and he backed it up big time with a shutout win over the New Jersey Devils on Monday afternoon. We'll break down his performance, his postgame comments, three stars of the game, and our weekly cup check here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. You're Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Tuesday, January 16th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your daily routine, free and available on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. We're celebrating a Boston Bruins win here on the podcast today after they shut out the New Jersey Devils on Monday. Jeremy Swayman backing up his recent talk about arbitration. About the loser point with the shutout victory, uh, and he is continuing to rise the ranks not only of Boston Bruins goaltending but as one of the premier young goalies in the NHL today. We'll touch on that in a moment. First, a quick reminder: you can find the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins on X and Instagram Threads, and you can find me. My hockey thoughts and dad jokes at Ian C. McLaren. Jeremy Swayman has been pretty vocal lately. He mentioned his arbitration hearing the other day. He was talking about how frustrated he was with the recent uh, run of overtime losses that was broken on Saturday against the St. Louis Blues. He's now made five starts in a row and has played exceptionally well in those games, highlighted by a 31-save shutout between the Bruins and the Devils on Monday afternoon. He's been very candid. He, he talked recently about his arbitration hearing last uh, summer and mentioned how he did not wish that upon anyone, hearing the kind of things that he heard and the negatives that were highlighted by the Bruins as they attempted to keep his cap hit a bit lower. Uh, He was asked about it again on Monday. And he said, again, it was a great learning experience. He's not going to lean on it. It's already happened. What's happened has happened. He's living in the present moment. And it just goes back to the experience. He said in the past, you know, experience isn't something that you can buy at target. And That arbitration process was just, you know, he wouldn't be the player he is if he didn't go through it. He wouldn't be the human, he said, he is right now if he didn't go through it. Same as if he didn't have those years in college. If he didn't have uh, years working his way up to the NHL. He's grateful for everything that comes his way. He's excited for what's to come. And... He leans on his experience in the present moment in order to continue to succeed. And, um, you know, he added there's no will on the process because he understands that hockey is a business. He's not the first player to go through it. He won't be the last, but he doesn't wish it upon his friends, his teammates, and doesn't want to do that again. And the way he's playing... He is earning a deal that is far greater than the current 3.475 million that he is making this season. He's setting himself up for quite a handsome payday next season and beyond. He's 13, 3 and 7, a 922 save percentage. And as Dmitry Filipovich of the hockey PDO cast noted on uh, social media yesterday. He now has a shutout in 11.4% of his career starts with the Bruins. Dave Pasternak, fellow leader on the team, said he loves it when he sees stuff like that from Jeremy Swayman. He wants to get better every day. He's not afraid of the challenge, and he's so confident. That's what he loves about him. Confident in the right way, and it's been fun to watch him, and you can feel that confidence from him. Now, Linus Allmark is still day-to-day with a lower body injury. Like I mentioned, Swayman has appeared in five straight games, three consecutive starts, and um, he just said he wants the net. Obviously, it's a a timeshare with Allmark when he's healthy, but um, he said, quote, I want the net every night. That's what I want my teammates to know. That's what I want my coaches to know. It's what I want the organization to know. I actually love being in the net. It's where I feel most comfortable. It's what I'm born to do. And every opportunity I get, I don't take it for granted. I enjoy it to the fullest. I have a smile on my face every time and look forward to more. End quote. That's the kind of stuff you want to hear from one of your starting goalies. The future of the franchise in net. Make no mistake, as much as we want to keep this tandem together, it's going to be relatively expensive to do so beginning next season. Allmark will be in the final year of his uh 5 million dollar per contract. Swayman likely is going to be making more than that. It begs the question as to whether the tandem could be broken up as early as this summer. Uh do they want to pay 10 million plus for their goaltending tandem or do they want to rely on Swayman moving forward and bring Bussy up on a more team-friendly contract and try to see if that tandem can work. It's a luxury for the Bruins right now to have two 1A goalies. Uh, is that something you can afford in today's NHL? Would it make sense to try to trade Allmark and shore up the lineup elsewhere, i.e. at center, where, yeah, they've been pretty good so far this season. Between Charlie Coyle, Pavel Zaka, who returned to the lineup yesterday after missing a game due to illness. Matt Potter's on the up and up. When healthy, Johnny Beecher has made strides this season. They have Morgan Geeky who can play center. Trent Frederick who can play center. But still, uh, you'd want to have that kind of star player. I've always said you need elite goaltending, one elite defenseman, elite center. In order to win the Cup, look back to, uh, you know, the Bruins in 2011. Thomas, Chara, Bergeron, even Krejci. The Bruins have that elite player up front in David Pasternak. But you'd love to have that center depth as well, short up. Could that come at the expense of Linus Allmark? We'll have to wait and see. But for right now, Jeremy Swayman is talking and walking like a star goalie at the NHL level. And we absolutely love to see it. Uh, He's obviously one of the three stars from yesterday's game. But I'm going to point out a couple other guys who had very strong performances here as the podcast continues. If you're looking to attend an event this year, look no further than Game Time as the place to get Tickets for sports, comedy, theater, and music near you. With killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and a best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. That Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the Game Time app. Create an account and use code locked On for $20 off your first purchase. I love to be able to see the view from your seats. You know exactly what to expect when you reach the venue. Create an account. Redeem code locked On for $20 off at game time. Last-minute tickets at the lowest price. Guaranteed. Thank you so much once again for making locked on Bruins part of your daily routine free on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. And speaking of YouTube locked on has recently launched the first ever national sports 24 seven streaming channel locked on sports today has coverage from our local hosts and national shows bringing you all the latest from around the sports world every single day. Subscribe to Locked On Sports today and get in on the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel. Jeremy Swayman wasn't the only standout player in yesterday's game. Actually, I want to give a shout out to Nico Dawes at the other end of the ice. Uh, He stopped 33 of 35 shots, a 943 save percentage, and really kept the Devils in this game when. Really, they had no business uh, winning this one. At 5-on-5, the Bruins had 17 high-danger chances compared to only 8 for the Devils. And that increased even more in all situations. Boston had 71% of the high-danger chances in this game. Nico Dawes, a youngster, uh, drafted in 2020, out of the Guelph Storm, you all know, uh, long-time listeners know that I'm a big storm guy living up here in Guelph. Matt Potra, Nico Dawes, uh, among the more recent graduates to the NHL level, Dawes really kept the devils in this one. Uh, expected goals yesterday was 5.29 for the Bruins. Dawes allowed only two goals. Uh, the other coming on in an empty net effort by Trent Frederick, who is one of my stars from yesterday's game uh, you know a few days ago I offered my Mia culpa on Trent Frederick to me he was a bit of a, a bit of a tweener a bottom six guy uh, but he has really elevated his game even further this season yes his goal yesterday came on an empty netter but what an effort on the part of this guy he lost the face off in the defensive zone but blocked the shot The puck came out of the zone, and he had two devils on him as he dove for the puck and whacked it into the empty net. Uh, I mentioned he lost that faceoff, but he was 80% on the day. Limited faceoffs. Added three shots, one hit, and remains on pace for a career year. That goal was his 13th of the season. He's only four off. His career high, which was set last season with, you know, uh, whatever, 39 games remaining in the season, uh, 23 points. He had 31 last season. He's on pace to crack new career highs and he just continues to impress every night with his effort. And also yesterday he came to the defense of captain Brad Marchand after, uh, melee, always going to endear yourself to the fans and to your teammates by uh, that. I I saw some suggestions that he should be in the top six. He's clearly one of the Bruins' top six uh, forwards so far this season. You can make an argument that he and James Van Riemsdyk are interchangeable. The Bruins really kind of mixing up the lines at the moment with, Uh, Marshawn, Coyle, Pasternak, Heinen playing with Zaka and DeBrusque. You could easily put Frederick up there and see what happens. Uh, or Van Riemsdag even. You could argue whether or not Danton Heinen belongs in the top five. Although he did have a pretty strong game yesterday. Recording, uh, five shots on goal in 14 minutes and 48 seconds. Tying Charlie Coyle for a team high in shots. Coyle, of course, got things going for the Bruins uh, with their first goal of the day, his 15th of the season, uh, 30 seconds into the second period, assisted by Brad Marchand and David Pasternak. Marchand, Pasternak each had two points on the day. Your best players yesterday were your best players, and, uh, and we absolutely loved to see it. Charlie McAvoy with another strong game on the blue line. 24 minutes and 45 seconds of ice time. He chipped in an assist. Uh, But in terms of three stars, that stood out to me. Giving one to Swayman, obviously, for the shutout. Got to give some props to Nico Dawes at the other end of the ice. And uh, despite the fact Pasternak and Marshawn had two points each, I got to go with Trent Frederick for that extra effort. To seal things for the Bruins. We've all seen them this season have a lead late. They give up one or two goals with the man pulled. Uh the Bruins also had a late penalty kill yesterday, and they still were able to keep the Devils at bay. Yes, they were playing without uh Jack Hughes. I should mention that late power play came or power play for the Devils came because Trent Frederick high sticked former teammate, Curtis Lazar, but that doesn't take away from his overall performance. And he certainly made up for it by coming back the other way and, uh, and getting that empty net goal. So Swayman, Dawes, Frederick, my three stars of the game. And this is something I'll continue to do here as the season goes on. Uh, the three stars of the game could be from either team as, uh, as we discuss, uh, the Bruins, most recent games here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. The Bruins earning a big two points. Uh, They're on a point streak here despite the three overtime shootout losses last week. And uh, we'll talk about where they sit among the NHL's top five teams on our weekly cup check here as the podcast continues. Sleeper's the place you want to be to play daily fantasy hockey. They have such an amazing platform and a great opportunity to win 100 times your bet playing daily fantasy hockey. Sleeper's our number one choice for daily fantasy sports, and all you have to do is pick whether David Pasternak, Connor McDavid, Alex Ovechkin... Sidney Crosby, Nathan McKinnon will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, plus minus shots, and more in a given game. To win 100 times your bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of 8 player stats. So yes, win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper, start paying attention, and nail your picks to win big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions do apply, but that's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. It is time for the weekly cup check, where we look at the top five teams around the NHL and assess where the Bruins rank among them. Uh, Points don't always tell the full story. The Vancouver Canucks lead the NHL at the moment with 62 points, one more than our Boston Bruins. However, the Bruins have played one fewer game and have a better point percentage. That's true of the Winnipeg Jets as well. They've played two fewer games than the Canucks uh, and are two points back, but they have the best point percentage in the NHL at the moment. In fact, there's only three teams With point percentages above 70, and those are the Winnipeg Jets at 71.4, the Bruins at 70.9, and the Canucks just slightly behind at 70.5. Again, that means these teams have amassed that percentage of points of all available this season. The Bruins have played 43 games, that means, uh 86 points have been on the table. They have earned 61, which is basically 71% of all points available. So the Bruins, second place at the moment uh, behind Winnipeg and ahead of Vancouver in terms of point percentage. The other two teams in the top five in point percentage, the Colorado Avalanche, who the Bruins lost to in a uh, shootout last week, and the New York Rangers. <clears throat> the Bruins, 6 1 and 3 over their last 10. Uh, Canucks and Avs a bit hotter, 7 2 and 1, while the Jets are 8 1 and 1. In terms of goal differential, same top three Vancouver at plus 54, Winnipeg at plus 42, and the Bruins at plus 30. So the Bruins right up there in points point percentage, and goal differential with the best teams in the NHL, which are the Jets and the Canucks. Now, when it comes to the underlying stats, Jets are top 10 team in shot attempts at 52.31. This is at five on five. The Canucks 49.53 and the Bruins are 48.53. So the Jets have a big advantage here in terms of the underlying numbers. 52.3% of shot attempts taken in their games have been generated by the Jets. That's a sign of puck possession. Uh, Shots on goal. The Jets are uh, 7th. This is at 5-on-5 where the majority of the game is played. The Bruins 21st. So they're regularly being outshot by the opposition. Not a great sign uh the canucks are 22nd as well so the, again the jets um leading in that regard high danger chances at 5 on 5 the oilers are the best team in the nhl in that respect winnipeg comes in at 10th the bruins are 18th canucks 19th so boston vancouver have similar underlying stats winnipeg uh better than them in all of those respects when it comes to expected goals for that takes into account shot attempts, shots, high danger chances. Uh The Bruins are 19th with an expected goals at five on five of. uh Let's see here. Forty nine point eight nine. And you add that up. And you look. Vancouver's is slightly ahead. The Jets are top eight there. What's really helping the Bruins and the Jets, let's be honest, and what could propel the Jets to the highest of heights is their goaltending. Their underlying numbers are very solid, as we just saw. They're getting more shots, attempts, high danger chances than the opposition. The Bruins are on the wrong side of that at five on five, but. Uh, their special teams are top five, and their goaltending is second in the NHL, only to the Winnipeg Jets. Connor Hellebuck having a Hellebuck of a season. The Canucks are up there as well in terms of goaltending, with Thatcher Demko uh, having a fantastic season as well. So you can see kind of the recipe for success between those three teams so far this season. Goal uh, goaltending, huge part of it, and We've talked about PDO in the past, which is the um, shooting percentage, save percentage, 5-on-5, five five, added up, and usually teams will level off around uh, an even 100 when you add those up together. And if you look at the natural stat trick, you see Minnesota, Ottawa, Colorado, Nashville are the closest to that and they're in the middle of the pack 14 15 16 1 2 and 3 vancouver winnipeg and boston does that mean they've been lucky to start the season they've got puck luck on their side partly especially in the case of vancouver their shooting percentage five on five is 12.19 which is above the 10 percent you'd expect on average they're Save percentage is 92.79, which is also very high at 5-on-5. Jets not getting the shooting luck, but the goaltending has been excellent. The Bruins shooting 9.04%, but their goaltending has been excellent at 93.29. Is this a recipe for sustained success? Is this something that's going to regress? Um, Possibly, but they're backing it up. The Jets, because of their underlying numbers and the surface numbers, they probably have the best recipe for success. But the Bruins are right there because of their amazing special teams and because of the goaltending so far this season. So, you know, if you look around the NHL, it's hard to pinpoint one, like, great team. Uh, Pretty wide open this season in terms of cup contenders. And you have to consider that the Boston Bruins are right there at the moment because of uh, Jim Montgomery, who I'd argue is putting in a better coaching performance this year than last, and the goaltending certainly. The way that they have been able to sustain their success after all these losses, despite losing Allmark, Derek Forbork, Brendan Carlo, Matt Potter, to injury recently. They're still putting up points. It's incredibly impressive. And a uh, big game on tap on Thursday against the Colorado Avalanche. Tomorrow on the podcast, we'll bring you all the latest on the black and gold. And I'm also going to open up the mailbag. So if you have any questions, please send them on the YouTube account. Please send them via social media at locked NHL Bruins or at ENC McLaren. And I would love to answer those on tomorrow's podcast. I hope you're all doing well, taking care of yourselves, taking care of each other, and we'll talk to you again here tomorrow on Locked On Boston Ruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.